What is going on? It's Monday, March 22nd, and welcome to episode 15 of the Chasing Points Podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. He's really spicy S. We had a conversation, so just be prepared. But I'm Brandon, so just get prepared for both of us today. <laughs> we uh we have some takes this week. Hey, Brandon, today we're going to recap a wild first week of the NFL free agency that have you know, we have some opinions on that. Talk a about us. Yeah, a lot. Uh, talk about a superstarless Lakers squad now. Uh, you know, the NCAA tournament was this weekend, started this weekend. So we're going to dive into that and, and a little more. But first, so it's another podcast, another Deshaun Watson story. This time, nothing to do with the football field and of a much awful and weirder tone. So we'll, we'll start there. Uh, Deshaun Watson, no stranger to this podcast. I feel like again, every episode is about Deshaun Watson, but Texans QB in recent within the last week or so has been accused by 12 different women of sexual assault. And the lawyer representing all of these women said over the weekend on social media that uh, he will begin seeking criminal charges and a potential grand jury trial as early as Monday, as well as uh, introduce some evidence a wild twist to, you know, uh, the story and, and Deshaun Watson's legacy and, and potential exit out of Houston. Brandon, what are your initial thoughts when you heard this and what's going through your mind when you, when you get these updates on the story? So the first thing I'm going to give my, my PG response. So my PG response here is uh, if this is true, uh, because you're innocent until proven guilty uh, somehow, some way in this country, we, make it the exact opposite but you're innocent until you're proven guilty so i'm not gonna put him in jail yet i'm gonna wait to see how this all plays out uh but if this is true i i do feel sorry for the young ladies that were involved in the situation uh, uh that had that occur to them uh as that is as a as a man with two sisters mothers aunts uh that's never something that i want to hear and that that definitely I would feel some type of way if that happened to somebody in my family. Right. So that's number one. Now let's do the flip side. If it comes out that none of this is true, because ironically, this is happening when he exits, nothing happened prior to that. He's been one of the golden child or children of the NFL. And now when he wants to exit the NFL, now there are, excuse me, exit the Texans. There are 12, young ladies that are accusing him of making sexual passes uh, and actually sexual acts that they were forced to do. Uh, so I think this is loaded on both sides. That's why I gave my PG version first. Yeah. And then I gave this version as well, because there's, there's always, there's, there's three sides of story. There's your side, the other person's side, and then the truth. So then we'll see what exactly happens here and how this all folds out. But to me, as a person, that's just like a, a cynical, I guess, or a, a non-believer of things. I, I just think I don't believe in coincidence. This man was trying to get out, do everything in his power to get out. And then this all happened again. If this really happened, not saying that it didn't, not saying that it did. I'm trying to be neutral here. Uh, it's not good for Deshaun. Uh, and he'll pretty much be out the league. Um, and if it didn't happen, he's still going to tarnish him because it's going to screw up his his sponsorships. Uh, but he will be proven 
innocent if that is the case. So I just think is a lot to unpack <laughs> in yeah. this situation. I just don't really know how this is going to unfold. But I'm 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 sitting here, especially because now for some reason, as you brought to my attention, that my my football team is uh, interested in getting him. So it, it's just really, really interesting to see how this is all going to play out and how this is going to affect this young man's future and these young ladies' uh, future as well. Yeah, so uh, I think all of these accusations have, uh, are by massage therapists or, or physical therapists. I'm not sure if it's everyone, but apparently most of them have happened in, you know, in a, in a home of some sort, his home or, or these young ladies' home. Um, he strongly denied these allegations. The NFL is looking into it as well. Um, it, this is hard. I, it's not, it's hard for, for what you mentioned as a, as a father, as a brother, as a a son, certainly can, I I agree with everything you said. And it, it just turns into a, a, sadly a finger pointing thing, but I'm, I'm of the nature and we don't do this enough in this country of when a woman is is proud uh, proud proud is not the word uh, strong enough to stand up stand up and actually mm-hmm. say something and and put herself out there when something like this happens i i believe them and that may be not you know that may not be that's a loaded thing in and of itself but it's it's there were two people there and who knows what happened and, and, and none Correct. of us were there and the details are still coming out. And apparently there's some, some strong evidence, affidavits and other ev- evidence that could come out that, you know, will will sway this thing one way or the other. So, yeah, I had a, I had a friend ask me cause you know, me being a Jets fan, yet there were some Eagles rumors with Deshaun Watson. Hey, this means we're not getting Deshaun, right? <sighs> Dude. Don't care. The last thing he. That's the last. You know, and it's a shame because it's this this guy. You want to talk about squeaky clean image in Mm -hmm. Clemson? They made a movie about it. Disney made a movie about it. You know, and and Clemson like national title, Houston, what he's done for the city. So who you know, you want to take you want to take the public, the Sean that you know, and you want to hold him right up there, at like a superhero, and you know you there's just not enough out there right now to, to really know what's going on. And... I, I say this when it comes to these situations, it's just so hard uh, for anybody outside uh, of the people that are in the situation to call it, which is why I don't, I, I don't try to, to point fingers because like you said, it, in this society, people are quick to say, Oh no, because it's a young lady, she's wrong. He's yeah. a superstar. Yep. He's a celebrity. That's, that's not it. And then, and in cases that is actually the case, but then you have cases such as the young lady that said the, the Duke lacrosse players raped her. And right. then you go and find out that that's not the case either. So it's, it makes you, it makes at least me, sit there and say, I'm not going to open my mouth. I'm not going to shove my own foot in my mouth and say what side I'm on, what side I'm not on. I'm neutral because it has nothing to do with me. My only connection to this whole situation is that I love sports and I like watching this young man play. Outside of that, I have no connection to him. Well, no, also he's a black man, but I have no other connection to him whatsoever. So it doesn't involve me. I'm just going to sit here, play my position and see how this all plays out because I'm not there. I don't see evidence. I'm not an investigator. 
I'm not him. I'm not the young lady. So it's for best just to be like, hey, I'm just going to see how this all plays out. Yeah. You know? and, we, and again, no football matters to me in this situation. At yeah. This yeah. There's there's not much football to, to talk about here. Um, you know, it's yeah, this isn't a football matter where we, we've been friends a long time. We're we when we started the show and when we started talking about the show, we always said we we're going to push the envelope and mm-hmm. just be honest and have conversations. But this is still this is just something that is you know beyond football and and we just don't know everything here and but the you know it's evidence is mounting it was one woman then it was three and now you know and then it it, over the weekend now it's 12 i didn't you know when i'm putting together notes for this i oversaw that note and i'm like wait it's 12 and i had to triple check it yeah last i saw it was nine so yeah so it you know so you know, I, I think I say this a lot on show. We'll see. But, you know, this is there's just tomorrow will be a big day or Monday. As you're listening to this, we're recording this Sunday night. Um, as you're listening to this Monday, we'll certainly get more evidence and and request uh, the lawyer for these women requesting grand jury trial. Uh, Mike Florio, I was reading a story on NBC, was basically saying that requesting a grand jury doesn't mean you get a grand jury. It's just the prosecutors have to determine that. So um, if the charges are worth moving forward with and, and how much, how substantial they are and whatnot. So tomorrow is really going to be a, a big day in this, um, in this story, you know, the story and, and where this thing goes. And, you know, again, just hopefully, hopefully the truth prevails yep. and uh, whichever justice way it will is. be served, yep. served however way that is. So, Correct. Correct. Um, you know, we'll leave that there for, for right now. Certainly something that we will uh, keep you updated on as, um, you know, this is a huge story uh, in, in the National Football League and in sports. Uh, and, you know, outside of sports too, but we'll, we'll leave it there for now um, as we switch gears to a much more uh, lighter note. NFL free agency happened, so. Um, it, oh, it did. It, yeah. it, oh, it, it so money like was they, spent. It feel like it just happened for a team out of New England because they just wanted to say, "Hey, Tom, we saw what you did down there. We're coming back at you." The only difference Check here is uh, uh, your quarterback is one of my favorite players of all time, Cam Newton. But uh, that is not Tom Brady. So there's there's a big difference here. So do you want to just jump into that one? Because I feel like we I think you know I think so. Them. Yeah. Um, and then we can get into the other uh, uh, other signings and, and interesting picks at this point in time. So I promise and I, I've uh, I promise going forward that I'm going to say less about my team until you bring it out of me, which I have a funny feeling you'll tend to do that often. Um, but I'm going to stay away from my team um, for for now, just just for you and the viewers. Um but the Patriots, they they spent some money. They made it rain. They backed backed up the Brinks. They were just out here <laughs> signing and signing and signing. And this is the first time that they've spent this much in an offseason under Bill Belichick. So that says a lot, especially when you had 
the greatest quarterback of all time. And you didn't even do that when he was there and he was taking pay cuts there. So you could do that. And they still didn't do it. But it's funny that they're doing that in Tampa. And Tom is like, yeah, this is essentially what I wanted you guys to do type thing without him saying it. But they spent $270 million in contracts, which equates to $148 million guaranteed. I guarantee that that money needs to be paid to these players. $148 million. (laughs) Let's, Let's go through the list. Of these players, you have Matthew Judon, and I think you called him going. No, you called Hunter Henry going there. Yeah, which is a complete surprise after they spent a fortune on Johnu Smith, their other tight end Correct. on the Titans. But Judon's a great linebacker. I love that signing, actually. I do and as I, well. And I love them having one of these tight ends. But then I think I mentioned this to you. I saw, I saw a tweet. I think it was Will Brinson or Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. And they posted... If any other GM or coach spent all of that money on Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, they'd be laughed out of the league. And yet Bill can do it. Well, first off, I think people are giving Nelson another chance because you can't. Boy. It, uh, hey, he was right a huge there. part of that run, man. That uh, Super Bowl run. Dude, no, don't. Nope. I told nope. you I'm not going to do this. You're See what I just say. Say I was going to bait me into doing this. I'm not going to do it. I'll save my opinion on Nelson for another time. But Nelson, you can't buy. You can't make a player become faster. Nelson has always been fast. His issue was his hands. Apparently, he went and rehabilitated himself in Las Vegas. And now he sought after and the Patriots went and got him. So it's, it's just to create a deeper threat down the field. And I get it. It's, it's a spacing. It's all about spacing because what is it going to do? It's going to take the top off the defense. And now you have two solid tight ends that can play under, but also are versatile. So that just leads ample opportunities throughout on the field. So that's, that was interesting in itself. This was one person that I will say something about Sam. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, yes. Jalen Mills is basura. He is garbage for those that don't understand Spanish. That's what that translates to. He has has been trash for a while. He was trash as a corner. He complains every time he gets burnt. He's hurt a lot, too. (laughs) Yes. But he complains every time he gets burnt on the field because he – he is super susceptible to double moves. It was like every team in the NFL would just be like, we're going to put a double move on him and watch how quickly he gets lost. And that's what happens. But now, as of last year, he converted over to safety and he was brought over to the Patriots as that. Crazy to me that he was brought over to Patriots as a safety and then all of a sudden Patrick Chung retires. Yeah, right. Crazy. They also bring back, back a Kyle Van Noy, which I thought was phenomenal that they brought him back. I don't they should have never let him leave in the first place. But that's a whole nother situation. Um, he goes to Miami. They get a fourth round compensation pick and then he slides back. It's the Bill Belichick way, man. Now, this this pay, Pat's team last year was cap strong. That was well known. Brady gone. There wasn't much wiggle room to do. So, yeah, Bill does something, as you mentioned, he's never done. And he just spent a fortune. Um, I know a thing or two about spending a fortune and winning the off season. I, I found this note. This was on ESPN. You might've seen this. It was on a get up for where I first saw it, but since 2016, the jets have led the NFL in the most guaranteed money in the free and uh, free agency, 341 million. 
they also have the worst record along that time. And right behind them was the Jaguars. You can win free agency. I think here's the bigger point. If you don't have a quarterback, you win nothing. And this is great. $150 million guaranteed is great. But like, who's throwing the football in New England? Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Cam Newton. And again, it's not the Cam Newton of old. If it was, then this would be a different conversation. Uh, But I guess we have to see, like, what version of Cam Newton are we going to get? Are we going to get the first half before he got injured and in, in the COVID protocol cam or are we gonna get what happened when he came back after because if you get what he gave coming back after it ain't gonna be good um but if you get what you got the first half or uh, before that all transpired i think it could be something viable um but it, it just i i just don't know i don't know if if it if it's he's a monster cam is is a matchup nightmare but i just don't know if he's going to be a viable quarterback going forward especially for this team i think i think there there there's been rumors the last couple years in the draft that they're going to go after someone i think we talked about last week it was mac jones i just saw something before that said they were going after justin fields maybe this is bill loading up and then using all those draft picks that he seems to secure year after year and just moving up from 15 into the top probably has to be the top four to get one of these quarterbacks, whether it's Lance or, or um, Justin Fields or hell, even Zach Wilson, um, you know, all would probably fit that Patriots offense. Well, well, like Cam, you know, Josh McDaniels, it's been well known that has been wanting to run this offense that he tried to run with Cam for so long. Get someone that can kind of separate, move out of the pocket, not necessarily like scramble and, and Lamar Jackson style, you know, just run run to the house, but just get out of the pocket, create, you know, some space with receivers and and whatnot. Um, and, and maybe Fields or Wilson or Trey Lance is that guy. I, you know, every year I kind of shoo off these kind of rumors. Oh yeah. They're going to make a move and try to get Justin love or, you know, whoever it is. Uh, I really think there's something to this. And especially with these moves, they, they saw Cam Newton for 16, 15 games last year. He didn't play that one because of COVID, but I can't imagine that they feel confident, especially spending all this money with Cam under center. And to the point with Aguilar, Nikhil Harry wasn't that guy, hasn't been that guy for them. They really haven't had one of these receivers that can just take that top off. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but since Randy Moss, it wasn't really something Brady did a lot. That was the best wide re- That was the best receiver that Tom Brady has had in the history of his career. I don't. Well, care. it's one of the best Rob- wide receivers in history too. Well, exactly. That's, that's very true. Exactly. So still in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> they literally went undefeated during the regular season. I know Giants fans are gonna be very happy when I say this next part. <laughs> they stopped that in the Super Bowl um, from going completely undefeated. Um, but yeah, that that was that was his greatest, the greatest receiver that they got. And as you alluded to, one of the greatest receivers ever and my favorite receiver of all time. Um, it, it, it's just, it's nuts that yes, he had, he's had obviously Gronk who is considered 
and arguably the best tight end. I I still am up for debate about that because Tony Gonzalez was an absolute monster, yeah, but yeah. that's a whole nother thing in itself. But yeah, he hasn't really had anything. And, and I mean, they looked like they were going to have the weapons with uh, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk together because that twin tight end set was going to be devious. But then we obviously know what, what occurred. So he hasn't really had anything until he went to Tampa. And now he has AB, he has Godwin, he has Evans, he, he has Leonard Fournette, he has Gronk, he has everything he wants. A great uh, line. Yeah, a great line. So he's he's good down there. But yeah, I, I think it, this will be interesting to see what happens. But enough of the damn Patriots, because yeah, we hear it. enough about them everywhere else. Uh, so let's not be uh, <laughs> add to the mix of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, what else stands out to you? I mean, we could just run through a lot of these big signings, but you know, but it's Sunday night by, by now you've heard them. Um, what really, what really stands out to you so far? Um, I'll give you my two. All right. Give me my two. Actually my three, uh, AJ green going to the cards. And the reason why I bring that one up is because when we talked about the JJ Watt conversation, we were sitting there just like probably everybody else questioning why in the hell is he going to the Cardinals? Now they get AJ green and it's just like, okay, they're building something out there. But for people that are really paying attention and pay attention to the defensive side, they lost a big defensive piece. And that's my boy, Patrick P who went to the Vikings, which is wild to me. I thought he was going to stay his whole career there, especially what they're trying to build out there. Um, so that was one. Uh, the other was Kenny Galladay. Uh, he signed with the Giants, which I think I called on here that I see him as being a Giants type guy. Um, and it makes sense because he fits what they're doing. But uh, the part that doesn't really shock me uh, was that teams weren't really out trying to get him. They weren't uh, going to spend that no. number one money. I don't know what he got, but was it close to what he wanted? Uh, uh I don't I'll know. Look what it up. He I'll look it up. Keep I don't going. know what he wanted, but um, the fact that they signed him, uh, it seemed like nobody really was willing to go and spend this much. And I think he's also what 30, 35, 36. Galladay's not that old. No, he's Wait, how old 30. is he? You sure? Yeah, I'm pulling up. He's let me let me know how old he is. But I know 27. Part... 27. Okay, there you go. But I know people weren't out here trying to be like, hey, we're just gonna try to pay you an arm and a leg. So that's four that. years, seventy two. There you go. I don't know how much was get 40 million guaranteed something. Right. Yeah. I remember that part. Um, but then you have the one that sticks out to me the most is because he said he wasn't coming back. Um, and he came back. Uh, it was Juju who went yeah. back to the Steelers and Farkas brought up a great point. He said, Juju is smart. He must have some really, really smart people around him because of what's going to happen with, uh, the cap and, two years uh next year is going to be the same right uh with the cap so going to be the same but the following year after that the calf is going to be expanded so yeah. these players are basically going to be able to call their shots so he basically does one year right he's he plays out this one year bets on himself type thing and then the following year hey listen uh this is how much i want you can't pay it. That's cool. We'll go somewhere else. But Juju got some lucrative offers from the Eagles, from the Ravens, Jets. Uh, Jets. Uh, there, there was several. And and well, I think the Steelers they didn't try to offer him anything because of what they're doing. 
but again, you go back to uh, a, a Steelers team that looked like they were Super Bowl bound, and then the aging quarterback shows his face, and they start going downhill, and they also lost their their all pro center. And now it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens with them. But those those are the three that stand out for me. How about you, Sam? I I think when there's I have a couple teams I really like what they did. Um, one was the Chiefs. They cut Eric Fisher, who was hurt and didn't play in the Super Bowl. Mitchell Schwartz was cut too. You're like, what are the, what are the Chiefs doing? They cut both their tackles. Patrick Mahomes got killed in the Super Bowl. It was part of the reason they lost. They just couldn't keep him upright. What are they doing? And then Kyle Long comes out of retirement. Guard signs with the Chiefs. And then they pay Joe uh, Tooney from the Patriots $80 million. Like, there you go. That's one way to do it. Um, and now the, you know, the middle of that offensive line secured. I, I you know, they paid Tooney a lot of money. But I really like what they did there to to help Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know they they didn't need much, but that line to be secured and some pieces on that defense. So I really like what they did there. Um, I really like Will Fuller on a one year deal to Miami. He's going to be suspended for a game uh, due to uh, I think it was substance abuse or uh, failed drug test or something. But I really like that. I like you know I like the moves the Jets made as just a Jets fan. You know, we didn't go crazy with the Le'Veon Bells of the world and the CJ Mosley's and spending way too much money. I think um, that that's over in this era. Yeah, that's definitely especially over. now with the cap. The cap's going down for this yep. year. We're gonna get to it in a minute. The cap's gonna explode soon. Um, but yeah, I really like I really like those those moves there. I think I was gonna ask you uh, your losers now. A loser to me is the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, because yes, Aaron Jones comes back. He's a top uh, running back in this league, but that's all the Packers did so far. Now. Yes. You don't win by winning free agency. We've, we know that. And the Packers certainly have never really spent in free agency, but come on, man, (laughs) he needs help. Can we get him some help? Can we get a rod some help? First off, I'm gonna need you to stop touching your mic. That's number one. I'm gonna cuss Sam out, guys. By the way, I love him too much. I was put. I was muting. I was. I know. Muting. I know what you're doing. I'm messing with Come you. Come on, man. Uh, Come on. <laughs> um, but my my, I, I get that one right. I, but I think the Packers can turn around and say, "Well, we're winning without having these extra people." And the Packers have also been historically known to not really go out and really get big names. Uh in uh free agency they just kind of try to build through the draft and and go from there they, they're just not the let's break the bank for somebody from there uh a buddy of mine uh will would, would say he's like you got to think about why some of these guys are are free agents right yep. it's not not because they're asking for an asking price that teams don't value them at or they're just not that as good as they were or they declined or or maybe they just it's just a change of scenery that they need, you know what I mean, type thing, right? So there's multiple factors to it, but uh, sometimes when you're in a free agency, it's not really the good good thing, like you alluded to. Jets and Jaguars have won their free agency for quite some time. That does not translate on the field. Um, I'd say for me, uh, Sam, w- one of the biggest losers here, 
and it just keeps happening to this team is the Texans. Why do you need so many people in the backfield? You trade one of the best wide receivers in the league for a running back last year who I'm sorry. I, I like David. You still Johnson. don't say his name. Okay. David Johnson. I, I will say I it think now. you referred to him as what toilet paper. Uh, uh, washing machine. Washing machine. Right. Um, yes, because he's washed and it, it, it shows. I don't, you haven't heard any rumbling since him since that injury. And that's not his fault again, but it, he's just been a shell of himself. You go out and get Mark Ingram. Great. Love Mark Ingram. Thing about Mark Ingram, too, he was also on a decline himself in Baltimore. Exactly. And then you go out and you also get Philip Lindsay, like the young man. Think he was great in uh, with the Broncos. I think they underused him. And then they went and got Melvin Gordon. And it was just like, oh, okay, so you're expendable now. Um, but now all three of those people are there in the Texans' backfield. So I have no idea what they're doing, and I just think that whole organization is a complete mess. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, that's it's just really interesting <laughs> what or what they're doing or what they're not doing. They did sign yeah. Ty, Tyrod uh, Taylor to be Deshaun Watson's backup. So well, that that's probably that, the that best. That's probably the best signing that they made, especially with not knowing if they're gonna have him there or not. Even regardless, if he was gonna be traded or not i think that's probably the best thing that they've done thus far yeah yeah so those are you know the first wave or two of news and moves and and uh we'll keep you updated if anything big splashes here uh trent williams resigning with the niners i like that too great left tackle one of the best in the league so um great move there we'll keep you updated um with that but we're gonna move on to uh our, our favorite time of the week and our, our favorite game. Do you care? First off, hey, Hayes, the NFL just negotiated like $100 billion in TV rights. Do you care? I have a funny feeling Spicy S is going to come out on this one. So I'm I'm going to say uh, no because I'm not getting any of the money. It just yeah. – it's just money talk, money play. Let's just allocate money. Let's see what's the best deal for us so we can keep getting more money and not really – we're going to say it's for the fans, but we all know it's not. It's just a business move. So, no, I don't care because it's just the rich getting richer and it ain't helping me. So Oh, no. I don't care either. I, As a fan, though, in a way, I care that Monday Night Football will potentially be better because ESPN is yes. putting the games on ABC. They're going to get a better schedule that they can flex – and there's no, there was nothing worse. I remember like one week it was, you know, you get the Titans and the Jaguars. And this is like years ago. And it's like Jake Locker or Marcus Mariota. And he's hurt against Blaine Gabbert. And you're like, why? Am, why is the NFL letting this be on? I know it's Monday. I know it's cable. But like this doesn't help anybody. Can we can we get, you know, some good games? when you're on an island like this, these island games where it's the only one on television, could we do something about this? <laughs> and I'm glad this finally happened because there's nothing like, I, I, I heard this quote from Colin Cowherd once on his radio show years ago. And I don't know if he still says it, but he's like, I wouldn't watch this game if it was in my bathtub. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. If this game was on outside, would I watch it like in my backyard? I don't know. Like it's, probably because I love football and I love sports and I'd be there, but like, seriously, 
I'm glad that happened. The money with CBS, Fox, great. NBC, great. Um, but one thing I'm, the rumors had me really excited about the potential of NFL Sunday ticket no longer being on DirecTV and potentially moving to another outlet on a digital outlet like ESPN Plus. That's the rumor. Don't know how much, you know, I'm not a reporter. I don't have sources. But as a fan, I love that because right now I'm not allowed to get dish because of where I live and I wouldn't want to deal with it anyway. And now the yeah, fact not a good look. Yeah. So and to be able to do that for so long, that's that's not helping fans. So if you can give it to a, a premium network like ESPN Plus, like a online digital subscription thing that is far more affordable than than anything else or Amazon Prime. Or whatever, something that's much more affordable and less hassle than that. I'm here for that. I'm really excited about that. Now, certainly, I can watch these games, and I can go to the bar and watch these games or whatever. But you know that that has I watch excited. these games illegally. Right. Well, I said I could watch this game. No, no, no. I'm gonna say it. I we say we ain't go sugarcoat stuff. I watch these damn games illegally. Because I am not going to get a, a COVID. I'm not just getting up, going to the bar, smacking nope. down on some wings around some nasty folks out here. That's number one. Number two, I used to have direct TV. But as I told you, uh, as soon as a droplet of rain hits your dish, uh, you're not seeing Those, anything. So yeah. that's just done. Um, and also direct TV is just direct TV. It's, it's been kind of it's starting it's been obsolete for a couple years now especially because everything's going to streaming like you don't need that big equipment uh (laughs) posted on the roof of your house or wherever you can get the best uh view of certain things so whatever direct tv you've had it for quite some time you've had a monopoly on this it's time to let loose of the reins bye bye we don't need you go somewhere the nfl really cares about their fans and putting that forward they will make all of their games more accessible. I yes, understand absolutely. the premium. I understand having to pay and ESPN plus is like six 99. I know it'll be more if this is the case, but it's again, much more easier to get. And I would be there for that. So, yeah. What do you think about the NFL putting Thursday night football exclusively on Amazon? I think that's ridiculous. Weird, right? Yeah. I think that's just dumb. Like you give everybody, it's like, hey, we're going to put this here in front of you. It's like dangling the carrot in front of somebody and just, hey, listen, we're just going to keep putting this here on national TV and give you the option of seeing it on national TV, like on the NFL network, because a lot of people have that now in their packages. And then you have it on CBS or ABC or whatever the case may be. And now it's just like, you know what? We we knew you guys were able to watch it wherever, but we don't like that you can watch wherever. We're just going to go to Amazon and just give uh, Jeff Bezos some more money because we know he went through a divorce and, you know, he's still a billionaire, but he doesn't have all his billions anymore. So we're just going to bring him there. But I'm OK because I, I do have Amazon Prime, but not everybody does. But yeah. it, it just it's just stupid, Sam. It really is. It's one thing when you're talking about all of the games, but when a network, you know, exclusive games and, and you'd have to, to have something like that. That sucks. But, um, and, and again, that's, yeah, pushing it forward into the digital age. That's great. I'm a lot of times if your local team is, is on an NFL network game, they usually broadcast it locally. Um, but I, I know I've 
that's I've run into that situation before, but hopefully, hopefully this works out. So these deals will take place in the next couple of years. And with that, the cap is going to explode and money, as you alluded to with Juju, uh, will potentially just be, you know, these owners will be throwing money at, at these stars. So show me the money. All right. Hey, uh, Lakers star LeBron James and arguably one of the greatest players of all time out indefinitely with the high ankle sprain that he suffered Saturday night against the Hawks. Now the Lakers are without AD and LeBron. Do you care? I do for the fact that I'm a basketball fan. And as you alluded to just a second ago, uh, any chance that you get to watch one of the greatest players in basketball history uh, and not see him on the court. So it's a detriment to those that are fans and to the league as well. Uh, So that's, that's huge. Um, But this just means to me that they'll just be a lower seed, a little bit lower than what people thought they'd be. And then they're still going to destroy whatever team they play because they'll be healthy for that point in time. Um, And then they'll just go from there. Now, I don't know if this is going to uh, affect Braun for a long time. I assume AD will come back sooner. He'll come back before LeBron. But again, we don't know because everything's kind of like lock and key at this point in time. We don't know what's going on over there. Um, So I just thought that was really, really interesting and and is interesting going forward. But I still have them coming out of the West. Yeah, I think it's hard to not to even, you know, they're not going to be the number one seed. Not going to be close. Um, But if they can still tread and and win you know i i think they're the favorites and i think anthony davis is going to be out at least another three weeks shut down and i'm not sure the timetable with lebron high ankle sprains are you know they sound hey, it's an ankle sprain but these things wreak havoc um, they're terrible. yeah they're, they're really they're terrible bad. i can tell um, you firsthand experience they are not good and lebron's been pretty healthy throughout his career and he's played forever uh, but you know this is definitely going to sideline him. They are two and a half games out of first place in the West. So again, if they can just, they're going to make the playoffs. And I think once they're healthy, I still think they're the best team in the West. And uh, your Nets, who are playing right now, are I I, I want to see that so bad. Nets Lakers, I think that'll be fun. But I'm just excited for these playoffs in general. I I think it's. It's going to be great. Uh, some great play down the uh, down the stretch. So you're still going with the Lakers no matter. Yep, still going Lakers. Lakers no matter Nets. What no, the only way I can see is if if LeBron is out uh, for the rest of the season, then my pick immediately changes. Yeah. That, that's the only way that it would be that. You know what I mean? How long do you think LeBron would be out? That depends because just like – This is where I give the two goats their utmost respect. A lot of people invest their money into their houses and all that stuff. LeBron and Tom Brady invest it right back into their body. That's why they're able to continue to go out here and still look good, have minimal injuries, as you alluded to, and and just continue to go out and dominate. So as well as he he keeps up with his body, I think that's going to be a benefit for him. But he's also – you can't outrun father time. And that is that is a little bit different in itself, right? So I think he's played like the second or third most minutes of all time. 
well, that makes yeah. sense. And and the difference between LeBron and Tom Brady is LeBron is running up and down the court, jumping, dunking, blocking, doing all these things that Tom's Tom's not doing that. Tom is staying in a pocket and throwing the ball. Not saying that that's easy because uh, you still get hit by 400, 300 pound dudes that run four fives, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and come in and hit you full speed. Uh, but I think this could be the beginning um and this is just going to be my hot take this could be the beginning of the decline of lebron and more injuries coming his way because things will add up once you get older um i hope that's not the case for him uh or for any fans of sports and basketball in particular uh but i don't know man it's it's really i don't know how long he's going to be out i just really don't know cuz this it depends. He can get hit his ankle wrapped up to a certain point, get cortisone shots before the game. It'd be extremely painful to go through that. They could just be saying, Hey, LeBron, just sit down. We'll do the best we can to keep us, you know, in a relatively good spot. And then we'll just go there. You know, we got AD coming back. We'll see what everybody else does. But this is where those off season acquisitions that they picked up that were supposedly supposed to be better. We'll, we'll see if that actually plays its part now. Cause this is going to be, uh, minutes that are extremely crucial uh, and will build chemistry that will help them in the playoffs if it works out that way. I'm hurt inside and out right now, back soon like I never left. Um, reading a story on The Athletic, uh, Shams wrote a story about um, just this injury and what it means for the Lakers. And one of the beat writers for the Lakers is saying, you know, obviously they don't know yet, uh, but it could be two to eight weeks he could be out. So again, that varying timeline there. So man, that if if he's out for eight weeks, and I have to imagine that it's going to run into the playoffs. Uh, you know, again with this new schedule, I'm not sure when the playoffs actually start. Um, but this is crunch time, and they're right in it on the in the West again. Hopefully, they he can get healthy and they can just tread and come out four or five seed and just, you know, get some kind of home field, home court advantage and just take it from there. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, uh, my pick will, like yours, will certainly change if if he's out. But we'll uh, we'll keep following this for sure. Hey, it was uh, NCAA tourney weekend. It started. Do you care? Well, first, the NBA playoffs start May 22nd. Okay. Um, and they end July 22nd. This year. So that's so that's almost 2 months from now. So that 8 week timeline. Correct. Um do I care about the tournament? Absolutely. Uh even though my boys were absolutely terrible this year, but guess what? Duke didn't make it so it made it even better for me. Um so uh you if you can't tell, I can't stand Duke. Uh um, Hayes. Yep. Uh UNC lost, but UNC was also trash this year. Um, so that's a whole nother situation itself. Both UNC and Duke were garbage this year. UNC, Duke, Kentucky. This is yeah, yeah, a weird that, field in general. It's it's it, weird it not is. seeing seeing these teams in there. This is the year of the super upsets because there's it's not a regular season. It, it was different last year. We didn't have a tournament last year, but going into the tournament, these teams were playing together. They were hanging out together with COVID protocols, these teams, these players aren't able to build the relationships, hang out, go in campus. Like some of them don't even know where certain things are on campus because they're not even able to go 
to campus. Yeah. Um, so, so that was kind of like the big thing I was Sam and I were talking about this. Uh, the upset of Ohio was not a shock to me. I forgot the gentleman's name on ESPN, but he alluded to it. He said, if Virginia is not able to practice. And at that point in time, when he spoke about it, he said, they haven't been able to practice for a whole week. No team. I don't care how good you are. No team that can't practice together is going to win. He said, so and he literally made a bold statement. He said, if they are unable to practice, they are going to lose a game. Ta-da, they lost. Uh, the other big, uh, <laughs> the other big um, upset was Oral Roberts. Uh, that was huge. Take it down, uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Yep, which I was also happy about because I can't stand anything Ohio State. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, that was pretty interesting um, to see that, and it's really interesting going on um, and how it's going. I have Michigan winning this all. Uh, you had somebody, a team winning it all, but, uh, that's not going to happen. Shout uh, out to every, all of our listeners that took part in our, uh, March Madness bracket. That was fun. And I'm out of it because I picked Illinois and they lost to, I can't even say it. Loyola. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's cut that. Nope. I want people to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that I'm toast in that um yeah i care i love march madness but uh it was it you know these this field's really tight and it's gonna it's gonna get weirder <laughs> moving forward too yeah and that's i guess that's part of the beauty of this brackets are busted all over the place and no perfect yeah perfectly more no nope. perfect brackets anywhere i don't think and uh you know you just with illinois going down you saw a big one and I know we were mentioning this off the air. Gonzaga is soon to to lose like they always do. So oh, yeah. that'll be interesting. Too. Harrison seems to think this is actually the year that they do it. He thinks, uh, he thinks so. Huh? He, he thinks so. I don't at all. I mean, they are they are the best team in college basketball. Yeah. Okay. I've, seen, field... I've seen many of the best teams be in college basketball, but that's what the tournament's about. That's the well, greatest well, yeah. thing about it, you know? Right. But, this, you know, I feel like they're the best team. And this field is so, so upside down. And who know? I mean, again, the beauty of this whole thing is a number 15 seed can beat a number two seed, as we saw. So uh, shout out to my University of Hartford Hawks who gave Baylor, a, you know, we're, we're with Baylor for a little bit. And then they end up losing by like 24. But it was yeah. it was fun. It was fun. To, it was fun to see it. Uh, but yeah, that's the beauty of, of this time of year. And and the tournament in general. So yes, I care. Um, I have to remember to answer these myself. But. Yes, you do have to remember to answer them, but you just did. I'm happy about that. Hey, the Atlanta Hawks have won eight games in a row. Do you care? I do for the fact of who their coach is. And he should have had a head co- coaching job uh, as soon as he was fired. Uh, that would be Nate McMillan. Um, but they there was rumors that came out and, and it was basically Trey young didn't want their former coach there anymore, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, it's always interesting when you hear the rumors of star players or players saying they don't want that coach there anymore, even though in this situation, it wasn't anything that the coach did. I guess they just didn't vibe where he was and working the them too hard. Very good too. Yeah. I mean, they're not, yeah. which, which is they're why, they're, why they're trying to move certain pieces, but um and the one piece they're not going to move is Trey Young. But yeah, I, I think that is 
I just like it because Nate McMillan is doing what he has to do. I really have nothing else besides that. Yeah, I, I just wanted you to say no and just move forward. Uh, I totally <laughs> skipped this part talking about the NCAA tournament. Did you see the stories? I'm sure you did regarding the uh, the very the the difference in weight rooms and the the treatment of the men's teams and the women's teams. Your thoughts on those? I really and, hope, and, I yeah. really hope Spicy S comes out in this one because Spicy. No, I just I just think I think it sucks, and no, I'm glad no, no, it was no. brought I, out. I just because I'm I'm gonna at the end of this, you always ask you know what I, you're looking forward to to watching and. It's what's on right now is is the women's uh, tournament as well because I love seeing women ball as well too because there's some cold sisters out there and I love watching them ball. I mean, Sabrina was my one of my favorite and is one of my favorite basketball players now as of yep. as of the last couple of years. But and she's obviously not in the tournament anymore because she plays for the Liberty. Uh, but there's so many talented young ladies and they don't get the same shine as the men. And we know that, and it sucks, but they are they're great in their own right. Um, and I think that should be spoken about. But the fact that the NCAA gave these women just a rack of dumbbells and said, Hey, here's your gym, while they look right over and see the men's with squat racks, uh, flat benches. Uh, Smith machines, uh, dumbbells, barbells, all this stuff. Five times the space. <laughs> and they just have like a curtain with a rack of dumbbells. And it's like, hey, here you go. I don't, what what day and age are we living in? Because I thought this was 2021, not like 1940. Um, it, like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I don't fathom it, but I do at the same token when I say that, because I'm not oblivious to the dumb stuff that the NCAA does over and over and over again and just acts as if, oh yeah, no, it's nothing. I really feel that that is the most corrupt that in, in, and premier soccer leagues, like uh, what is, what is the, what is it? The U UEFA, UEFA, right? UEFA. Yeah. UEFA. I think those are the two most corrupt organizations and sports in the world. You get paid off of these players likeness over and over and over again. But yet if they go and sell autographs of themselves and capitalize on the stardom that, or the, the, yeah, the stardom that they have at that point in time that they may not get on the next level because it's not guaranteed. And they're tap capitalizing on that right now. Game game changing money opportunities. And they say, no, 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 that can't happen. But yet you're selling all these tickets for hundreds and thousands of dollars and jerseys for hundreds and thousands of dollars and making all this profit off these young athletes. And you just say, no, nothing like that. Yes. Things are changing because people are speaking up about it, but I just think they're absolutely disgusting. And this is another factor facet of this ugly uh, representation of college sports. Yeah, shame on me for not mentioning this. I put it in the notes and I wasn't reading my own notes. So this should have been talk, talked about um, and brought up. Women, The women's game has less viewers. Check. They make less money in revenue, sponsorship deals, as you alluded to, ticket sales. Sure, check. They're, you know, they need different equipment 
they go about the game, but they're still athletes. And yes, you're the baseball team of a, a small school is not going, you know, they're not going to have the same um, resources that a football team does, or at, you name any other kind of, you get the point here. Yep. It just, they're not going to have all of the same stuff. That's one thing, but like to, to go online and look at these pictures, it's like the contrast is just incredible. It's like, how do you, how does this even happen? You know, it's it. So it was really shocking to see it like a 10 by 10 space, a curtain at some dumbbells and a bench. Like that's it. And, and sick. And you're going to have all these women team who are teams who are just in Indy forced to all be there quarantine, not have this final four experience in general. And now they have to, you know, this is, they look over their shoulder and they see, you know, a much more legit setup. Like it's not cool, man. And I'm glad the, you know, these athletes brought it to the attention and forced NCAA's hand here and really got, it looks like they've already started, you know, correcting this. But again, this is just more BS that the NCAA gets away with. I just think it's one really cool thing as you, you kind of just touched on, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper in, uh, in recent years, seeing how, uh, let's just speak for NBA versus WNBA, how the NBA players have spoken up for the WNBA players, because these guys love basketball so much. They love watching the sport in general. They don't care who's playing. They don't care if it's high school. They don't care if it's junior high. They don't care if it's college. They don't care if it's women's basketball. Any of those levels that we mentioned, they support, right? And the fact that these these men have are making millions and millions of dollars getting all these sponsorships and just, you know, blowing it out of the water, that they turn around and they speak up for these women and give them their just due because there is some phenomenal – players and i telling you right now there's some women in the wnba that can play in the nba right now and bust some tail for real for real but this is that's a whole nother thing in itself but it's 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 crazy that you have people like Kyrie uh on the low going and and paying women's salaries giving them that 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 opted out of, of the season because of covid um because you also have to remember that these women are also mothers as well, too. You know, yeah. The fact that Deanna Taurasi and other great NBA, WNBA players need to go overseas to get money, yeah. to get money, and to keep playing, and by getting money, it's not much more than their WNBA salaries, which are just, you know, a fraction of what a tenth man on the Atlanta Hawks is going to make. And I again, I mentioned it. The same goes college basketball as, you know, WNBA versus the NBA. The revenue streams are drastic. I get it. But like, come on, guys. Like, what? you know, I'm glad I'm glad this was kind of adjusted and and brought to light and, you know, hopeful that it won't happen again. and, And more of this inequality will kind of just adjust and market correct itself because it's long, long overdue. For sure. Let's hope. I really hope it does. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, the Rockets lost 20 in a row. Do you care? Hell no. <laughs> Me neither. 
I got the update. I don't know why I put that in there. Uh, anything else, Hayes? Uh, WNBA. Uh, I mean, uh, women's uh, national basketball tournament, as I just alluded to. Looking forward to seeing that. Looking forward to see some more uh, college basketball this week, see what upsets lie ahead of us. Um, interested to see uh, as spring, spring training is, is winding down uh, what's going to happen. Also interested to see what's going to happen with that minor leaguer that had 21 pounds of meth and oxycodone. On oh, yeah, yeah, I don't talk about that. Don't we yeah. don't need to just just that we don't alone. Need to, but like what that the alone hell? says enough. Yeah, that says more than enough. Why? What were you doing? They found it in your equipment bag. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm waiting to see how that unravels. Um, but yeah, I, I just just interested to see some more sports, man. And just what I'm really interested in seeing, Sam, is this nice weather that we've been getting as of recent. Beautiful on the East Coast, happening. man. Yes. Uh, next week is our last episode until the major league baseball season starts on April 1st. So a dive into the MLB season, I think is due. And uh, we'll get to that next week for sure. I think you touched on everything that I'm looking forward to this week above all the weather. Damn. It's beautiful. out. I love it. So on yeah. that note, I'm going to, I'm going to call it now. So you can uh, go on your way and watch your nets. And, uh, you know, I'll just go back to – I'll watch the Nets with you just from afar. So uh, Thank you, Sam. Thank you. For Brandon, I am Sam. This is the Chasing Points Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And uh, thank you for listening wherever you listen. And uh, tell your friends. Remember, just because you got a STEMI doesn't mean that you go and spend it all on the Remy or anything else that's stupid. Save that money. Put it towards your kids. Don't be stupid. Or just do something smart with it. Save the stimmies. That was a message from, yeah, the press. All right, bye. <laughs>